Hey everyone, welcome to the Revive West Des Moines podcast. I'm Jamie Richards, the Young Adult Minister at Hope West Des Moines. What you are about to hear is the live recording from Revive West Des Moines this past week. We hope you can connect with God and the good life that God has for you through what you hear in this message. Check it. One of the most special things that Holiday Services does is install the nine iconic Christmas trees across property. It feels like the forest, right? So what we're looking at right now are pieces of the tree. Each one stacks into the other and this will make 70 feet of tree. Most of the trees range from 35,000 to up to 40,000 pounds. When we refurbish a tree, we want to ensure the integrity of the memories. So the props stay the same year after year. Providing the ability to have tradition is a unique honor. Be, be ready to stand by. We'll take that one first. Well, so far so good. We got three pieces in, two trailers done, 11 more to go. And I'll let the crane operator know what's going on. You're going to pull down that road, and then we'll back you in. Your crane is here. The guys are doing great. You do four, five, six, and seven. You want to make sure that everything works, everything flows, it all comes together, because those trees install in one night. We've got a team that is just ambitious, motivated, talented, and they're focused on that show quality. What we do here at Walt Disney World is like nothing else in the world. So yeah, we have a great team. You've got this caravan with all of these tree pieces taking up the whole road. Can you just pull up a little bit? The other driver's on his way. So we get with Orange County Sheriff's Office to have some of their units actually lock the intersections for safety. Thank you. Oh! Once we get that all clear, when all the guests have actually exited the park, we are in. And we begin our Christmas install process while the guests sleep. I love being able to come in on a night and have nothing there that's associated with Christmas decor and then leave the next morning that whole area is show quality. Okay, it's Christmas, folks. If you didn't know already, no, I'm just kidding. But December, I'm so excited. So many exciting things are happening in December. But I show you that because that just... I'm just in awe when I watch that. If you've ever seen, if you have Disney Plus, highly recommend. It's basically, it tells about the transformation of Disney World um, and Disneyland from October 31st after Halloween, the stroke of midnight, to the next day, November 1st. It is Christmas season. And the fact that, did you hear how much they weigh? Up to 40,000 pounds of Christmas tree? Is this even, how is that even possible? I just am always in awe of that. And I just watched this uh, with my husband like, I don't know, two months ago. And it just the whole time, like, how do they do that? And the amount of people they have all on the same team working toward this goal is just incredible. Does it, is anyone Disney fans? Okay, because if you're not a Disney fan, maybe you don't think that's impressive, but I'm judging you if you aren't. But anyway, whatever. Um, but no, this is just something that totally I'm always in awe, in awe of. I've had a few opportunities to go to Disney World when it's been Christmas, and it's just like, wow, this is awesome. And they do it for like two full months. I think they even do it into January, so if you get the chance to go, make sure you go. But why would I be talking about that tonight? Well, first I want to ask you a question. Have you ever felt 
a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. I can't say that last word. Say that for me. There we go. I didn't have to say it. Has anyone ever felt that before? Then you've felt wonder. Ah, that's the definition of wonder. And that's what I look at when I'm looking at what the Disney World does. I'm like, I'm just in awe and in wonder of what they do. And we're excited. I'm excited to be able to kick off this series uh, called The Wonder of Christmas. For the next three weeks or so, three weeks? That's right. Uh, You all will be talking about the wonder of Christmas. Uh, But before we keep going with that, some of you might be like, who the heck is this lady? Um, So my name is Jordan, uh, and I'm the outreach minister over at Hope Waukee, and I have the opportunity and and honor of being able to preach um, a few times a year over here at Revive. It's always good to be over here. Um, I preach to student ministry, and so 6th through 12th grade. Um, And most of the time, they don't get my jokes. So I appreciate when you all laugh. And so that's really nice to be among my people. Um, But yes, and that's my husband, Jordan. Um, So yes, we do have the same name. If you haven't heard me preach before, people think I make it up. It's not. That's him. And then we are um, very excited. We're expecting a baby boy in the beginning of March. And so... Very excited about it, very excited about it, but um, so yeah, that, that's a little bit about me, and we've been married for f- almost four years on the 29th this month, so kind of crazy, um, but I'm really excited to be al- able to talk about breakthroughs tonight, um, waiting for a breakthrough, and maybe this season, it, I love kicking off December, I love all the hope and the excitement that's to come with Christmas, but also this can be a season that might be depressing for some of us, or maybe gets us down a little bit. Maybe uh, a relationship isn't what you thought it should be at this point. Maybe family dynamics are off, or fill in the blank of what you're going through. But we all, at some point in our life, and maybe it's this year for you, we need a breakthrough. And so tonight we're going to be talking about a breakthrough and what God has to say about that and who our ultimate breakthrough is. Um, Before I get started on that, though, I have a great story. So my friend, my friend... My husband, sorry. Okay, my hu- he's my friend too. He's my friend too. Um, but my husband and I get to travel to Nashville a lot. My family lives all down there. They moved about a year and a half ago. And so we spend a lot of time in the airport. And so I'm always, it's always fantastic and we love traveling. But this last time in July, um, two times ago that we went in July of this year, um, we were taking an Allegiant flight. I'm a big fan of Allegiant. I usually do American, but Allegiant is good too because they're direct from here, which is a win. Um, and so we were taking a flight, and the flight from Allegiant or from Des Moines to Nashville is like an hour and 20 minutes. It's fantastic direct. And so we get on the plane, and they had told us before they make that like scary announcement right before you board, like, "Hey, we have a crew member that's running late." I was like, "Okay, whatever. This could figure itself out. It's Des Moines. They can get here fast. It'll be fine." And we uh, all board the plane anyway, and they say, yeah, get on, it'll be great. We're sitting down, there's a lot of ruckus up front when everyone's like all seated, and you always look at the front of the plane, you're like, what is actually going on here? And the pilot's door is open, so that's never a good sign either. And they get on the intercom and they say, hey, uh, so looks like we're not going to take off till 2 p.m. Well, in case you didn't know, uh, we were supposed to take off at 10 a.m., and it was currently 9.40 and I'll, they're like, yeah, the crew member we're missing is, is the pilot. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. Yeah, flight attendants, if you're a flight attendant in the room, love what you do. I think it's amazing. But I tell you, if I'm going to miss somebody on the flight, 
I want to miss a flight attendant versus a pilot, okay? So when I, when I hear that, I just like am absolutely crushed because not only is it that one, we're not gonna get there on the time that we were expecting to get there, but Jordan and I had found out like a week before that we were pregnant, and so we're like, getting to tell my family in person, it's gonna be great, and then it's just this roadblock. We're like, are you kidding me? And so, anyway, literally, I'm texting my dad, these are live, I gave a picture of my dad too, just a visual of who, who, who I was texting, um, and so I'm literally like, oh, how cool, okay, we're gonna board now, it was too good to be true, and the crew member is a pilot. Wow, wow, you can see how upset I was. But if you keep reading the text messages, all of a sudden, I say, we are good, magical. They suddenly got on the intercom and was like, okay, we're all good now. We're going to push back in 10 minutes. I don't know what happened. I don't know if the pilot showed up, but we made it there, and we made it back, and that's all I care about. But how many of us, how often do we have breakthroughs that like happen sooner than we anticipated? And in this moment, oh my gosh, I was like, literally, this is, I literally went back in and screenshotted exactly what I said to my dad because it was, we were in shock that it actually worked and we saw him an hour and 20 minutes later. And it was this breakthrough that, oh my gosh, I was not expecting to happen because a lot of time in my life anyway, I've had to wait and wait and wait for a breakthrough. And that's usually on the side of the spectrum that we are. And in that same way, as we talk about, and we're about to focus on um, the book of, what are we focusing on today? Sorry, I forgot yesterday I preached on, on the book of John. Luke was yesterday for me. Um, I want to remind you of something that maybe we forget around this holiday season, Christmas season, even though it's very obvious, that God gives us the breakthrough that we were not expecting when it came to a little baby Jesus. God gives us the breakthrough we were not expecting. Because a lot of people had these, these expectations of what this king of the world would look like, and it was not in the form of a little baby coming to this earth. And so I want to get into John for a second and spend some time there. But John uh, chapter 1, verse 6 through 9 says this. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of the tes- his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone who was coming into the world. I love John the Baptist. Anyone have heard of John the Baptist before? Yeah. John the Baptist clearly knew his place. He knew, I'm not the Messiah, but I'm about to point to the one that is. And I love this passage because we're going to talk about John's perspective and the confrontation he had with religious leaders that were expecting something, and he had to be the messenger to say, hey, this is what's coming. If you continue on in uh, verse 19, this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, who are you? He came right out and said, I am not the Messiah. The people said, the priest said, well, then who are you? They asked. Are you Elijah? No, he replied. I love this question. Are you the prophet we are expecting? Nope, I'm not. He's not. But what he's here to do is to point to the one that's coming. Then who are you? We need an answer for those who sent us. What do you have to say about yourself? John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness, clear the way for the Lord's coming. 
These religious leaders are like literally hammering John, like, okay, then who are you? And tell us what's happening. Because we've been anxiously awaiting for a long time, expecting someone to come and be the king of the world. But you're not telling us really much of anything. And then he quotes the prophet Isaiah, which you heard scripture um, before I came up here. I am a voice shouting in the wilderness, clear the way for the Lord is coming. But even in this moment, they still, it wasn't happening yet. Still in this moment, they didn't exactly know what was going to come. And they were in this period of waiting and waiting and waiting. And so tonight, if you're in that stage of waiting for something, waiting for a breakthrough, waiting for a miracle, I want to tell you something important that I learned a little while ago. God gives purpose to the waiting. The waiting is not this wasted space. The waiting is not this space that you just, well, God left me, and so I'm just going to wait and see what happens here. No, the waiting is where miracles happen too. And breakthrough actually happens in the waiting as we're waiting for the thing we think we're waiting for. Right? And what do we learn in the waiting? What I've realized is I've learned a lot of fruits of the Spirit in the waiting. Some of the things I've learned in the waiting is patience, right? Self-control, not trying to make things happen when the timing's not right. Or maybe gratitude for what we have. Because a lot of the time we just got off of Thanksgiving last week, right? And there was these, probably these moments where it's like, if you have a family that like goes around the table and you say what you're thankful for, um, you've, you've practiced this a lot over the years maybe. But when we focus on the things that we don't have, Chris actually, Chris Kimson spoke this uh, last weekend at Hope Waukee. When we focus on all the things that we don't have, we miss what we do. And so the gratitude for what we do have, we can pay attention to in this waiting. But the other thing that I've learned in the waiting is faithfulness. Faithfulness toward God because clinging to him is all we can do because we're just in this season of waiting. And there's this misconception, I feel like, where we believe that, oh, there's purpose in the waiting, sure, but God just like is leaving me in the waiting. But actually, he's not. He's right there. God does not abandon you in the waiting. And I think that's something hard for us to realize because it's not maybe what we were expecting. And for me, this stage is actually really special for a lot of different reasons. Uh, we're going to get personal tonight, so get ready, folks. Um, <clears throat> so the last time I was on the stage, uh, something pretty crappy was happening. Um, Jordan and I were uh, pregnant with our first, and it was actually on this stage that I learned a few hours later that I had lost it. And it was this moment of just absolute, the season of total desperation of calling out to be God and being like, why Have you not let this happen yet? Blaming him maybe a little bit, even though I have a great relationship with God, I still was like, you could have done something different because this is not what I was expecting. And it had been a season of two years of attempting to get pregnant, and so then this hope, and then it's crushed. And so then tonight, when I come back, I think it's no accident that I'm here again tonight talking about breakthrough because I get to be on the other side of that And so far, so good, a healthy pregnancy, I'm my third trimester next week, but whoa, what are you doing, God? Because I was not expecting it, but it's better than I can possibly imagine. What is he teaching me through the breakthrough? And what I learned, like I said, I learned this faithfulness because nothing less 
would do. I didn't have anywhere else to turn but to him and his plan. And we know that our father is good, and so he did not want that to happen either, but the world is full of brokenness and sin. And so tonight, I'm, I love this idea that we get to talk about breakthrough in this real sense, because each and every one of you, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the breakthrough that maybe you've needed for a week, or maybe you've needed for years. Maybe it's job security. You cannot find something that you love to do that you want to wake up in the morning and go to. Maybe it's a relationship. You either are in one that maybe shouldn't be in or you feel like there's this pull to get out of it. Or maybe it's like, I just want a relationship. That's all I want. Anything, anybody, whatever. I just want a relationship, right? <laughs> that hit some people, I think. Uh, but, or maybe it's, uh, maybe it's financial security, right? Just like feeling like I can pay the bills. Feel like I don't have to have a roommate next year. X, Y, and Z for financial security, which is pretty much financial peace, so just ignore that. Or it's healing, or maybe it's healing. Maybe it's healing from a sickness that you've had for a long time. Maybe it's um, healing emotionally, whatever it may be for you. I don't know what kind of breakthrough you might need tonight, but what is um, really cool about my story um, in regards to the pain that happened, um, so about in June, beginning of June of this year, uh, we had an all-staff meeting. So at Hope, we all get together once a month, and we come to this space in the worship center, and uh, it was one of the times where we all got together and we worshiped. And I remember Perry, anyone know Perry? Perry Ross, he's great. Yeah, yeah Perry. So he um, was leading um, with Zoe, Zoe Borwerk, who's also here, yay. Um, and they were leading our all-staff. And I remember um, sitting there and being pretty like, at that point in time, healing had happened for me like emotionally and I was getting to a space of being okay again. And I remember Perry kind of stopping worship and saying, hey, so often we don't actually ask for what we want. We as, as church staff or, or, or just people as a whole forget that God will deliver on things you ask for if it's, if it's in partnership with him. And so Perry just kind of stops worshiping. He's like, I just feel like Y'all need to ask for what you want right now. What breakthrough, you might not have used that word, but what breakthrough are you waiting for right now? And obviously, one of the thing I asked him for was, I want a baby. I want a family. I want to be able to actually, I knew from that struggle at the beginning of this year that I was ready to actually be a mom. My husband was ready to be a dad. And then three weeks later, we found out we were pregnant. And I realized in that moment that I don't know if I actually asked God before that day that I, that I, what I, about for what I wanted. I don't know if I actually asked him and said, God, this is what I want. And I'm not saying that tonight you're going to ask God for exactly what you want and in three weeks you're going to get it. He might not work like that with you. Or maybe he'll give it to you tomorrow. But what I do know is that he desperately wants to partner with you. He desperately wants to partner with you in a way so that you can live out the call he's placed on your life. But you can't live out the call if you don't know what he even wants with you because you don't have a relationship. And I think that so often we're looking for this breakthrough that's supposed to come that we're expecting this worldly, this world to give us, but we forget that we actually already have our breakthrough. And I don't want to be so obvious, but 
Too bad. Jesus is a breakthrough. Of all the things, of all the stuff that we struggle with on this earth, at the end of the day, Jesus is the breakthrough we needed. And that's the one he delivered. And so as remembering that as you walk through whatever it is, whatever the list of job security, financial peace, healing that you need, a relationship that you want, it's important for you to remember that you already have your breakthrough. You already have Jesus, but that just means he's ready to partner with you now on all the things in this world that are going to cause us to slip up, are going to cause us to have issues, going to cause us to have pain. Jesus is our breakthrough. And I think I love the fact that in Hebrews 13, 8, it says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this scripture verse hit me and kind of came out of nowhere as I was prepping the sermon because I was like, man, how many other things in my life can I say that about? That it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's only one thing I can say that about, and that's Jesus. And so when we allow ourselves to actually ask him for what we need, and we actually ask him and step into the space he's calling us in, as difficult as it might be, we can't even imagine what could possibly happen. And we know as Christians, we're going to have struggles. It's in the Bible. We're going to struggle. It's not like, oh, we'll partner with Jesus, and then everything's going to be hunky-dory. Nope, it's not. But you have him, and he's your breakthrough. And so I want to talk about one last thing that I've heard from one of my mentors about heart, heart posture. And I want to ask you the question, what is your heart posture in the waiting? Because it's easy to be on the other side of a breakthrough, like what I feel like in, in this regard, especially with this pregnancy and, and this baby coming. But what about, Jordan, if I'm in the middle of it, where I'm still waiting for it? And that's where we have to address the heart posture. Is your heart posture closed? Is it frustrated? Is it just like hopeless? Or are you willing to open that heart a little bit toward what God's maybe calling you into and see how he can move? It's really easy to just get really ticked at the world. It's really easy to get down, to get negative, to think nothing is going my way, nor will it ever but God has a bigger plan for you. God has a breakthrough for you. Jesus is your breakthrough, but he has worldly breakthroughs for you too because he wants what's best for you. He loves you like nobody else possibly can. And so that's an important question for you to ask yourself tonight is what is my heart posture in this waiting season? And Advent will remind us of that as each week we'll count down to Christmas. Anyone have a Christmas countdown calendar? I do at home. We're just excited, but here's the deal. Once Christmas comes, once the 25th happens, then it's the 26th, and nobody cares about the 26th, right? And then it's like 364 days until Christmas again. But what the great thing is, the great thing about Jesus is, is he's every day. It's Christmas for him, and that's really cheesy, I know. But you don't have to just partner with him in the Advent season. You get to do it every single day and see the miracles that actually happen. And in a, little, in a second, we're actually going to sing a song that I didn't know, so good planning on our part, Too Good to Not Believe. And this song is just focused on the fact that Jesus, wow, he is too good. Look at what he's doing not to believe in what he can do for you. 
And so I want to ask this last question. I'll actually invite the band up if you'd like to come up. But um, I want to read this last scripture one more time. We read this a little bit earlier. But John the Baptist had this really important thing. He was pointing to the one that would be the light of the world, the Messiah. So John replied to those priests in the words of the prophet Isaiah, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness. Clear the way for the Lord's coming. Over the next three weeks as Christmas is coming, how are we going to be the voices in the wilderness? Because this place can be super dark. It's going to be really dark if you don't know who Jesus is. And so I challenge each and every one of us, including myself, who's the person at work? Who's the person at the mall? If you want to be that person that talks about Jesus at the mall, that, that's cool. He works through that. Whatever it is, are you going to be the voice in the wilderness that's telling people there's hope? That's pointing to the one that brings hope to the world, that will provide the breakthrough that they might need? Are you willing to be that voice in the wilderness? Because then I think what's going to be very surprising is when you start to share that light and point to Jesus, your breakthrough probably starts then. Because you have no idea what God can do when you're pointing to him. Let's pray. God, thank you for tonight. We want to take a moment just to uh, process through breakthrough. I pray over each and every one of these people in this room. As I think about the expectations that have been placed on their life that maybe a parent or a friend or themselves has placed on them. I pray that you remind them that you are bigger than all those expectations. You are bigger than all the things of this world that they're struggling with, although as real as those things are, you are bigger. And so remind them in the midst of waiting that you have purpose for it, that you don't abandon them, and that you gave your breakthrough. Jesus Christ is our breakthrough. And so when we're struggling, when we're questioning who we are, who our, who our identity should lie in, remind us to point back to you and not just stop there, but to point to your light for others. Help us to be evangelists. Help us to point, just like John the Baptist did, to the Messiah, the King of the world that's here for us, who we celebrate being entered, being born into this world in a few weeks, but then to die for us, to die for our sins and then rise so we can have eternal life, Lord. We just thank you for what you're doing and the ways you're moving. And so remind us as we... Um, Take uh, communion tonight. Remind us of this love that you gave your son for us and that our breakthrough is coming and we can trust in you because you are good and you know what you're doing. In your name we pray, amen. Thanks, Jordan. I remember, uh, I Jordan and I are friends, and so I, I knew how long it was that they had been waiting for a pregnancy, and then the last time Jordan was here, when she showed up to preach at Revive, she was like, something is wrong. And I remember she just sat here, she sat on the stage, 
and we were worried that something was happening. And then afterwards, or the next day, she texted me and she was like, I was miscarrying during revive. My heart absolutely broke because how could it not? There are things in this world that break our hearts and that make us wonder, God, are you here? Are you around? Are you going to show up? Like we thought this was the answer to a thing and then it turned out to, to not be the hoped for thing. And so in this series about the wonder of Christmas, like it sounds like kind of this like cheesy, like, oh yeah, the joy and the wonder of Christmas. I also invite you as we go through this series to think about what is it that you were wondering about when it comes to God showing up in your life? Because that's something I was wondering for Jordan and Jordan as my heart was breaking for them. And so I don't know what the thing is that has maybe caused you pain or suffering or that you are waiting for. But as we celebrate communion tonight, I want you to, I want to give you something to continue to cling to. And that is just to reiterate what Jordan already said, that we can trust that God will show up for us because we know how God has already showed up for us. You can trust that God will continue to show up for you because Jesus already loves you so much. He gave his life for you. Jesus was born. (laughs) Jesus lived. Jesus died. Jesus came back to life, was raised to life again, and claims victory over any of the terrible things that we face. Jesus is our breakthrough. Thanks for listening, everyone. Revive West Des Moines happens every Thursday night at Hope in West Des Moines, and we'd love to connect with you on social media. So find us and let us know where you're listening from. And whenever you're in town, we would love to have you come to Revive and join us live. Peace out, Scouts.